For the last several weeks, we've been talking about the kingdom of God. Colossians chapter 1 says that, that God that has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. So we're in the kingdom of God. We're in the kingdom of Jesus Christ. If we're, if we're children of God, this earth is not our residency. We, but we live here like it is, like it's the final place we're ever going to live. But no, it's not. And the thing about it is, whether you're a Christian or not, this earth is not the last place you're ever going to be. Uh, but if you're a child of God, the Bible says in another place that our citizenship is in heaven. And because our citizenship is in heaven, then we're to seek those things which are above. Well, we know that God's throne is established in the heavens, according to Psalms 103, and His kingdom rules over all. So we're in His kingdom. We're in His kingdom here on the earth. Jesus said in Matthew and again in Luke, do not worry about the things of this life, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And then in Luke, He says this with that, fear not, little flock, it's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And that's kingdom now. Folks, if you're a child of God, we need to be experiencing and doing some kingdom living. Now there's some things that governs that kingdom living. We've talked about this, the, the keys uh, of the kingdom or the laws of the kingdom of God. The laws are laws that work every time. And as we look at these laws, there's a law of love. We talked about that. How that everything in the kingdom of God hinges on the fact that we love God and that we love our neighbors, ourselves, and then take that a step higher or step deeper, whichever way you want to say it, and that we love one another as Christ has loved us, which is a higher love, a greater love than just love your neighbors yourself. It teaches us that we're to love one another, not as I love myself, but I'm to get past me and love myself as I love Jesus, as He loves me, and look to Him. Then we talked about uh, the law of faith. And then we talked about the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus that has set us free from the law of sin and death. Now today we want to come and we want to talk about another thing that's prevalent in the kingdom of God, and that's what I call the law of the harvest. Now this is what J.J. sort of hinged on a little bit there. So I'm going to take it a little bit further this morning and talk about this law of the harvest. So if you'll open your Bible with me this morning to Galatians chapter 6, Galatians chapter 6, I, I, a lot of scriptures talk about this. As a matter of fact, uh, almost one in every six verses in the New Testament deals with money or finances to some extent. Not only that, but out of all the parables that Jesus taught, 16 of those parables had to do with a man and his money. So uh, the law of the harvest is prevalent throughout the Word of God. And, and in Galatians chapter 6, beginning in verse 6, let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Now, I just thought I'd throw that verse in there. I don't know if it's in your Bible or not. It's in mine. I don't know if I wrote it or not. But uh, would you still love me if I said this? If you learn anything, you're supposed to be giving to me. That's just okay. <laughs> Nobody else would say it, so I had to, all right? <laughs> no, but that's what it says, isn't it? Anyway, but listen, the rest of this is what I really want to get into. Be not deceived. 
God is not mocked. And by the way, let me tell you all this. I don't get the offering, all right? <laughs> I want you all to know that. That the offering that comes in, it's not all mine. So just, just wanted to set you at ease. Uh, be not deceived. That's not, all of, that's not mine. But God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Now there is the law of the harvest. Whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Well, let's read on. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. That simply means this. If I, if I take what I have and do everything centered around me or me being the center of everything I do, then all the thing I'm going to reap is things that are centered around me does. That's the corruption it's talking about there. That don't mean I'm going to decay and swivel up and be a, a hermit. I could be that if I wanted to be. But it simply means this, that the things I may gain are not going to last. But what I sow to the Spirit and everything I do, whether it's in word, deed, finances, or however it may come about, when I do that according to the Spirit of God, then the benefits I receive from that are going to be life everlasting. It's going to be forever. And then, let us not be weary in well-doing. And we're going to address this pretty good a little bit later. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Simply translated at the right time, it's going to come to pass, be it good or bad. And we've got to realize this. He said, be, do not be weary in well-doing. All right. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Now when we talk about seed time and harvest or the law of the harvest, we're not talking about uh, karma. You know, a lot of that's the thing. You know, Christians shouldn't ever even use that word karma. You say, well, why? Because it's a Hindu, Buddhism word, and you don't need to be doing it because it's simply, in their understanding of it, if, if you mash your fingers because of something you've already done that caused you to mash your fingers. That's karma. I don't believe in karma, okay? Uh, and it's not what goes around comes around. That's not what we're talking about, even though in essence I guess that's so. But what we're talking about here is sowing and reaping. And it's giving and receiving. And you think, well, isn't that what karma is? If you want to hold on to that, go ahead. But I, I'd just rather not dwell there and just pass on from that because we're not talking about every little action. And I'll show you this later. Now, this is something the Lord showed me early this morning. I mean, out of all this study this morning, the Lord just dropped something into my spirit. I love it when God gives me something new and fresh like that. And if you'll follow me today, it's going to be something that will help you in the situation that you're in and help you realize some things that are going on. See, a lot of people think that everything that's happening to me right now, I've done plenty of seed for. Well, that could be so. That could well be. But that's not always the case. So let me go on. See, now the law of the harvest, the law of seed time and harvest, was set into motion at the creation. In Genesis chapter 1, in verses 11 and 12, he said this, And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit, 
after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. So you see, God set this down. Herb had a seed. What are we going to do with that seed? We're going to plant it. What are we going to do when we plant it? In the heart, we're going to harvest it. You know, I was, I was, uh, uh, I want you to know seed time and harvest, when you plant, you're going to reap, but there's work involved in that. I was out uh, Friday morning, Thursday morning, one day this week, picking beans. As I was picking down through there, I was thinking about this, and, and, and the Lord just spoke to me and said, what are you doing? I'm picking beans, Lord. <laughs> you know? Didn't you plant them? Yes, sir. Do you notice they're not falling in your bucket? Yes, sir. He said, you're having to harvest them. What did you do during the meantime? You cultivated them. You took care of them. And now then you're harvesting from seed time. You're harvesting. So there's work involved. And, and, and we think that, oh, it's just going to happen anyhow. Well, there's things that are going to just happen anyhow. But if we're sowing good seed and we want to see these seed come to life and bring forth what we're looking for, then there's work involved in that. And uh, verse 29 of Genesis chapter 1. He said this, And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed. Discussion about whether it's herb or herb. I, I, I choose herb, okay? I don't know why they spell it with an H. It ought to be just E-R-B. But anyhow, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in the, which is the fruit of a tree, yielding seed to you, it shall be for me. So there's seed to be planted, to be harvested, 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 to be planted. And you say, well, I, I don't know, I don't have any seed. Well, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 55 that God gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So uh, sometimes people eat up their seed and regardless of what it may be. But then this thing of seed time and harvest is reaffirmed again in Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. This is after the flood. God is beginning now to establish His covenant with the earth again. And listen to what He said. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Every morning when I get up, I know the world's still going on. Because... Day and night has been accomplished. Days like yesterday, I know the world is still going on. This earth is still going on. Why? Because it was summertime. It was heat. Okay? <laughs> January, it was wintertime. It was cold. I know the earth is still going. And so because of these other things, then I know that seed time and harvest still remains, and it works. It works in the natural. It works in the spiritual. It works in the mental. It works in... And, and everything that we, we come in contact with. But I want you to notice this. Before there can be a harvest, there has to be a seed planted. That's pretty much what you said, wasn't it? That's what I told you in reading my book. But before there can be a harvest, so many of us are harvesting things that we don't need to harvest, things that maybe we didn't plant, things that somebody else planted. We want to harvest it. But that's not what it's set down to be. My harvest is supposed to be from seed that I planted. And it will be from seed that I planted. See, a seed can be a lot of things. Here again, you're reading my book. Uh, it can be an actual seed, like a pea seed, a tomato seed, or corn seed. Uh, the male sperm to fertilize the female egg is a seed. An offspring is a seed 
Uh, he called Isaac and Jacob Abraham's seed. So uh, an offspring can be a seed. A nation can be a seed. A word. Words are seeds. Understand that. Words. Not just the Word of God, but words themselves are seeds. Everything that we say is a seed. Even when we say it in jest, it's a seed. So we need to remember that. Actions, good or bad, are seeds. Thoughts, good or bad, are seeds. Money or material goods, they're seeds. But regardless of what kind of seed it is, there's going to be a harvest and you're going to reap what you sow. Thank you for that big amen. You know, sometimes sometimes you think, well, people are not saying amen because they can't hook up with what you're saying or they're not saying amen because it should be on me. Because, But anyway, folks, we're going to reap what we sow. If we sow kindness, then we're going to uh, receive kindness. You say, well, man, I sowed kindness and all I get is a room full of hate. Well, we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. Uh What's my next scripture? Did I lose my place? Okay, all right, here we go. We're constantly sowing and reaping. As we've already said, everything we say is a seed. Everything we do is a seed. Every substance we give is a seed. And there's going to be a harvest come for all of that. See? Now, here's something that I want us to talk about today. You think, well, he's working up to talk about money. He's going to talk about tithing. Well, I'll get to that eventually. If I don't today, maybe six months from now. Uh, I'm not going to tell you when because you won't come that day. But anyhow, how you treat others. Now, here's, here's where I want to go with this right now. How you treat others is how you will be treated. Now, we need to make up our mind today, folks, that, that everybody else on the face of this earth are people just like we are. Everyone is. If they're not people, then they're animals. All right? I'm not an animal. Never have been, never will be. Uh, sometimes Loretta may think I act like a donkey. Politically correct. <laughs> but because she may think I act like one don't mean I am one right we're all people and everybody has struggles and difficulties makes no difference you're not in a class or a boat by yourself we need to understand that and we need to, we need to realize that how I treat people affects relationships it, it affects not only my relationship with that person, but it affects other people's relationships with that person, other people's relationships with me. So uh, I need to plant good seeds as far as my relationship with people goes. I need to do that in my home, especially in my home. Now, we're going to look at a couple of scriptures, Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. Jesus here had been talking about how that we, we ask and we receive, and, and, and then he comes around and he talks about doing good. 
In Matthew 7, 12, he says, Therefore all things whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do you even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. You say, well, that's Old Testament. No, 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 don't, don't, don't throw me that. Don't give me that curve, okay? I'll hit that out of the ballpark every time. I'm, I'm bad on those kind of curves. Listen, that's the Word of God. This is in red in my Bible. This is Jesus talking. And he said this, Whatever you want people to do to you, do to them. Now let me bring that down to my home. How I want her to treat me, then I need to treat her that way. What I need to do for her, if I want her to be kind to me, if I want to reap a harvest of kindness, I'm not going to get it by always grumbling and complaining about what's going on around the house. Grumbling and complaining about the house. Grumbling and complaining about this, that, and other. I mean, just grumble, grumble, grumble all the time. If I want kindness from her, then I've got to sow a seed of kindness into her life. And then as I sow that seed of kindness into her life, then kindness is going to come back to me. You say, you don't know who I live with. Well, listen, don't grow weary in well-doing. Isn't that what we read in Galatians 6? Don't grow weary in doing what is right. Now, here's, we, we give up on that thing too quick. So many times we just give up on it. But as I want to be treated, as I want Barry to treat me, then I need to treat him that way. Even if he comes in and, and, and on a Sunday morning and kicking and stomping and everything, then, you know, I, and my first thought would be, now what have I got done to deserve that? Y'all ever thought that about that? What have I done to deserve that? Maybe you had not done anything to deserve that. Maybe somebody else sowed that seed and you don't need to harvest it. What you need to do and, and to counter that is to show sow seed of kindness. I mean, guys, you come in from work and she's been there all day long or she's been at work and most of you women work, so I can't just use housewife. But, you know, and she's had a job and you've got a job and you come in and maybe things hadn't gone right with her and, and, and you speak to her and she bites your head off. Ah. Well, you know, you didn't plant that seed unless you was, ah, that morning. You may have done something to cause her to be that way all day long with everybody. Somebody else may have harvested a seed you planted that morning. But chances are that, that now then... A harvest is about to come to fruition of a seed that somebody else planted or circumstance planted or something took place, and you've got a choice. Are you going to speak kindness or are you going to plant another seed? It works the other way. Women, you know, y'all need to do the same thing. Plant seeds of kindness. Yeah, but you've got to realize we're still just people. Yeah, we are. I realize that we're still just people. But we, 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 as the people of God, need to rise above being just people. There's something different about us. There's some, someone living in me that sets me apart from just people. And that is Jesus Christ. The Spirit of God lives in me. I have access to the Word of God that can change my life and change my thoughts and change my actions and, and change the things that I say. So if I want people to show kindness to me, then I can need to show kindness to other people. Luke chapter 6, verse 31 backs this up. Luke chapter 6, verse 31, And as you would that men, women, children, boys, girls, husbands, wives, kids, parents, boy, don't leave nobody out of that, do you? Do we? Children say, 
I don't know why they always talk to me that way. It's because of your rebellious spirit and you're planting seeds that causes mom and daddy to be that way. You need to quit planting those seeds of rebellion, young people, if you are. Then you wouldn't reap that harvest. Seeds of obedience. Seeds of politeness. There's not a whole lot of young people anymore that knows how to say, Yes, sir, no, sir, and yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. Unless they're saying it to benefit themselves. They learned that from mamas and daddies because that's when they say it and use it. <clears throat> Sowing seeds and reaping. So we, we, we want people to treat us good. And, and, we, you know, and don't walk around this attitude. Man, everybody's always mean to me. Now, listen, you, you know what you do when you say that? You're sowing seeds. You're sowing seeds. You say, well, I, I know everybody don't like me. Well, I do too. I, you know, I've got enough sense to know that not everybody likes me. But that don't mean I have to go sowing seeds of bitterness towards them because they don't. And that means I don't have to go reaping the harvest that somebody else may have sowed in them, some rumor, some lie, something along that that somebody may have said about me. I don't have to go reaping that harvest because it's there. I just go ahead and show love and kindness, and move right on. Now, folks, let me tell you something. A lot of folks, when you come to a point like this, they say, well, I'm just not going to lay down and be run over. You know, the Word of God teaches us that we're to love our enemies and do good to them. It said if your enemy thirsts, give them a cup of cold water thereby heaping coals of fire on their head. What do you mean by that? that mean that God's going to rain fire and brimstone down on them? Chances are that may happen someday. But it's not for you. Your job is to show kindness, to show love. And, and if you don't reap that back from that person that's so mean and ugly to you, you're going to reap it back one day because we're all going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ to give account of the deeds done in this flesh. I'll read you that scripture in a minute. It's going to be there. But you know what we do a lot of times? We sit around and we think about what we're going to say to somebody, how we're going to get them, how we're going to get even with them. And, and when we're dwelling on those thoughts, we're planting seeds, and when the right opportunity comes along, we'll reap that harvest. And then we've planted more seeds, and we've hurt, we've destroyed, we've tore down, we've built walls, then things that cannot be changed. How you treat others is how you treat how we get along with people is more important than anything else in this life. Getting along with people is more important than any, any amount of money that you can have. You say, well, if I had money, I can buy friends. Then what are you going to do when money runs out? They're not there anymore, are they? See, and here's another thing as we're talking about this. Jesus taught us to pray this way. He said, pray like this, forgive us, of our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. Forgive us of our sins. Forgive us as we forgive others. Now here's the thing about it. If we want God's forgiveness on our life, then we're, we need to practice sowing a seed of forgiveness toward other people. Those people that, that, that abuse you, misuse you, those, that, that person that cut you off in traffic, flipped your bird because you wouldn't slow down and, and that kind of thing. Show, you know, Practice showing love towards them. Don't let their thing that they're doing, the seeds they planted, be your harvest and cause you to reap 
seed that you may plant later and cause trouble. You say, well, I'm not going to. I'm not going to reap a seed of somebody hollering at me in traffic and clipping me a bird. You've never felt like doing that to somebody? Am I the only person in here that's ever felt that way? I'm sorry. Forgive me, folks, for being human. But sometimes, you know, but, but the thing about it is, if you receive that, then you've got a seed to plant that you don't need. Forgiveness, sowing forgiveness. Being willing to forgive. Being quick to forgive. Folks, as we do that, then we know that the stream is kept wide open when we need forgiveness from God and we go to Him in repentance and God forgives us. And we, got, we have nothing blocking us in that situation. See, if you, the, sometimes the things that you do in relation to people are going to cause consequences on down the road. I look through the Bible to try to find a good example of this and there's several, a lot of them in there. But one in particular that I thought about was Jacob. How that Jacob took skin, took blood, took skin, and put on him and went and deceived his father Isaac into receiving the blessing. He, he planted seeds of deception and seeds of lies. Down the road years later, Laban, who was to be his father-in-law, deceived him. He reaped what he sowed. And then not only that, but after he had children and, and Joseph got to be a good size, they brought Joseph's coat to him, his skin, so to speak, with blood on it. So he reaped what he sowed. Now, when, when this thing happens, when this kind of thing happens, folks, there's some questions that we need to ask ourselves. Instead of why... People say, God, what have I done that this should happen to me? Well, there's two things, two ways that we can look at that. One thing is that we need to be sure, we need to understand in our life that we're not practicing things that would lead to a kind of harvest of where we just get all under all, all kind of problems and troubles and difficulties that come along. Uh let me come back to this. Then I, I'm going to get that. Money's the seed. Galatians chapter 6, verses 6 through 10, and the Amplified Bible. Is that where we got to, Bo? i got to start keeping the list of these scriptures. Let him who receives instruction in the Word of God share all good things with his teacher, contributing to support. Do not be deceived and deluded and misled. God will not allow himself to be sneered at, scorned, disdained, or mocked by mere present pretense pretensions or professions are by his precepts being set aside. He inevitably deludes himself who attempts to delude God. You can't hide nothing from God. For whatever man sows, that and that only is what he will reap. For he who sows in his own flesh, his lower nature, since shall he will, will from that flesh reap decay and ruin and destruction. But he who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life and let us not lose heart in growing weary and faint and acting nobly and doing right for in due time and at the right appointed season we shall reap if we do not give up. Loosen and relax our courage and faint so then as occasion and opportunity upon us to, to us let us do good morally to all people not only being useful or profitable to them but also doing what is their 
is for their spiritual good and advantage. Be mindful to be a blessing, especially to those of the household of faith, those who belong to God's family with you, the believers. Now, okay. Real quick, I want to I want to just share with you some harvest laws, and then we've got another area that we've got to go to and deal with for a few minutes. The law of the harvest says you reap only what you sow. You reap only after you sow. You reap the same kind that you sow. You're not going to sow love and get hate. It don't work that way. You sow love, you reap love. You sow hate, you reap hate. You sow finances, you reap finances. You reap more than you sow. That's the law of the harvest. That's just like those beans. That big old row of green beans, I've got a handful of seeds. And now I don't know how many we've canned off of that row of green beans. You reap in a different season than you sow. I sowed those green beans on Good Friday. And here it is three months later and I'm picking them. You reap in proportion to what you sow. Second Corinthians says if you sow bountifully, you reap bountifully. If you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. Now we're going to deal with that subject later on. I want to close today with this thought right here. What is going on in your life right now may not be a result of your sowing. Now, you say, well, preacher, I thought you said that everything we do, what's going on now is a result of what we sowed yesterday. I've said that a lot of times. Other preachers have. But this morning as I was there studying, the Lord dropped something in my spirit that answered big questions for me. Because I'm just like everybody else. Well, why is this going on? Why is this happening? And I think back, I've not sowed any seed for this. Why am I getting this harvest? Why have I not sowed any seed for this? What's going on? And the Lord reminded me, we're, we're talking about the kingdom of heaven. And Matthew chapter 13 deals with the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. And there's parables there in Matthew chapter 13. And in Matthew, Matthew chapter 13, beginning in verse 24, I want you to listen, then we're going to come back and make some comment on this. Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened to a man which sowed good seed in his field. Now listen, this man sowed good seed in his field. Good seed. You got that? Don't grow weary in well-doing. You plant good seed, expect a harvest from good seed. You got all right to expect that. You 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 sow finances. You have a right to expect finances. And I'm not talking about an overnight get rich scheme. I'm not telling you give a dollar today and somebody's gonna hand you a hundred dollars tomorrow and that may happen. We'll rejoice with you if it does. Okay? So it's like I said last Sunday, that you know, because you give don't mean you're gonna walk out the door and somebody hands you a million dollars. But if they do, be sure to carry an offering envelope with you. And it would be good with me. Boy, I'd be, I'd be shouting as loud as you if somebody gave you a million dollars. I would. It, would. it would be a blessing to see you blessed. But good seed. Right words, right attitude, right action. Good seed. This man sowed good seed. And listen to what it said. But while men slept, 
His enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and, and, and went his way. I said, Lord, what, what are you saying now? And the Lord said this, that Satan... See, as he talked about the parable of the seed and the sower, he said the sower is Jesus, the seed is the Word. Now then he's coming, your enemy. Who's the enemy? Satan, isn't it? Satan. The thief comes, Satan comes, but for to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have that more abundantly. So the enemy is Satan. And Satan comes along and things and causes things, causes people, causes situations in our life. And here we are doing good the best we can do. And all of a sudden, something happens. But here's the key, you've got to understand this. Satan does that, and then he goes his way, or he backs out of the way just to see what you're going to do. To see how quick you're going to give up. See how quick you're going to go out and turn your crop under because something bad's happening. You know? To see if you're going to quit being good and kind and doing the right thing. He's going to back up to see if you're going to do that. And he's going to rejoice when you do. He'll send people to discourage you. I mean, why in the world? There was no reason for that. Why? Why? Hey, listen, listen, listen. Satan is busy planting bad seed while I'm busy planting good seed. I plant the Word of God in faith. Satan comes along and, pl and plants his Word in doubt and unbelief. Now, the only way that I can overcome these things is by continuing to do good. Listen to what he said. So tares among the wheat and went his way, but when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of that householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field, and from whence then hath it tares? And he said unto them, An enemy hath done this. The servants said unto him, Will thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, lest while you gather up the tares, you root up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest, or the judgment in this case, and in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, Gather you together first the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. You say, now what, what's that? I, follow me here for a minute. I can get this to you the way that the Spirit of God got it to me this morning. Spirit of God, I'm depending on you right now to help me share a revelation with your people that today is going to set some people free, that's going to encourage some people. And I thank you for that wisdom and knowledge and understanding right now in your Word. You see, not, it's not always a harvest of what we sow. What kind of harvest did you sow for your car to quit running this morning? What, what, what kind of seed did you sow for that? Okay. What kind of seed did you sow in your life for a thief to break into your house. Now what I'm saying is this. We determine we're going to do right and we're going to sow good seed. I plant good seed in my garden. But you know what comes up in my garden? Johnson grass, nut grass, 
Bermuda. I dig up the Bermuda in my garden and put it in my yard and it died. All kind of things. But here's, here's what I got to do. I can overcome the bad seed by taking good seed in my garden. I can overcome those bad seeds. And they don't affect my good seed. But if I give up and back up, all that junk's going to take my garden over. Now what I'm saying is this. You're determined to do good. You're determined to do right. You're determined to live your Christian life. And you sow seed to that way. You sow seeds of love and kindness and gentleness and friendship and things of those nature, that nature. And don't let what anyone says or does hinder you from continuing to sow those seeds whether it be in your relationship at home, your relationship at church, your relationship with your neighbor, your relationship with, with the government. And Lord knows there's a lot of bad seed there, isn't there? But if I continue to sow good seed by, by praying and encouraging and, 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 and being the kind of a citizen that I'm supposed to be, then the good that I do will overcome what they do. Yeah, but... But, Pastor, you're talking about doing good to everybody. Well, you know, I, I, the Bible says that, that, you know, it's not wrong to kill people in war, but you're telling me it's wrong to kill a person that's trying to kill me? You know, when it comes to war, that's nations. When it comes to me, it's my relationship with God. It's not my relationship with America or my relationship with anyone. It's my relationship with God. And how I treat you and how I live my life, and the things that I look to affects my relationship with God. If I'm always, every time I try to do good and something bad comes along, if it, if it causes me to get discouraged and then I retaliate, then it, it, it's affecting my relationship with God, not on God's part, but on mine, and it's affecting my relationship with other people. So what I'm telling you is this. You may be going through some things. You may be going through some sickness that you didn't plant a seed for. I know people that has never put a cigarette in their mouth that had lung cancer. I know people that, that uh, you know, has, has always been on a good diet and having to take a blood sugar medicine. They didn't do anything to cause certain situations to come along in their life. I mean, what kind of seed do you plant to come up with leukemia? And there's things that happen, seeds that come along, but uh, that sprang up, and it's not those things are not based on what seed that I may have sown, but it's on things the enemy's done, and he's planted them there. So what do I need to do? What do I need to do? Now listen to me. If you're in a situation that you don't know, if you don't know, let me tell you first of all what you need to do. You need to repent before God this way, God. If I have planted bad seeds in my life that's causing this situation, I pray you forgive me, and I pray for crop failure. Then begin to do the right things that'll overcome that, that'll that'll outgrow the Johnson grass and the nut grass and the Bermuda grass, and do the do the good things that'll do that. But then another thing is. If you come before God in your situation and you can say, and the Lord says, you know, this is it, and you've not done anything, then what you need to do is begin to glorify God and praise Him and thank Him 
and go through this thing with God's help and God's leadership. It'll come to pass. See, if you persevere, you'll reap the good. You'll reap the good. If you persevere in a situation, continue to, to till and to cultivate and to hold goodness and doing right, then you're going to reap a good harvest. <laughs> Seems like the evil comes to fruition on its own. First Peter chapter 2. Can we go to that scripture, though? First Peter chapter 2, verse 19 and 20. For this is thankworthy. If a man for conscience towards God endure grief, suffering wrongly, conscious towards God, for what glory is it if when you be buffeted for your faults, bad seed, things that you shouldn't have done that you did, things that you didn't do that you should have done, words you spoke, actions you took, things of that nature, if you be buffeted or if you come into problems because of these things, and you take it patiently, you realize, hey, I've done wrong. I've done this. Yes, Lord, I'm guilty of that. But I pray your forgiveness of it. But if when you do well, sowing good seed, and you suffer for it, the enemy plants tares, you take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. You're going to do away with the tares? The tares are going to go eventually. The tares are going to be done away with eventually. They're going to go out. But our job is to continue to do what's right. Proverbs 11 and 18. The wicked worketh the deceitful work. But to him that soweth righteousness shall be a sure reward. Righteousness is doing right. Soweth doing right shall be a sure reward, and that is getting what is right? We do what's right, we get what's right. And it's going to come to pass. It's sure. And if it don't come to pass in this life, let me tell you where it's going to show up. It's going to show up in the judgment. Don't get weary, folks. Don't give up. Don't quit doing what's right in every area of your life. And you think, well, well, Pastor, it just looks like I'm kept down every way I turn. Let me tell you something. And you may think I've got away from the faith teaching, but not so. Listen to me. Being right with God does not exempt you from problems. Doing good don't exempt you from problems. Walking in faith does not exempt you from problems and difficulties and things of that nature. If, you, if it did, then folks, what about all of those Christian people that will not deny Jesus that today will have their heads cut off? But I'm going to tell you what they'll do. It's been testified time and time again. Their head will roll as they're singing praises to God and looking forward to their heavenly home. But understand this. There's going to come a time when the one that has done you wrong, Satan, the author of all wrongs, is going to be cast into the lake of fire. Everyone that has done you wrong, everything that has come about, whether you did it or someone else did it, is going to come in judgment day. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse ten. That's what he said. 
or we must all, everybody say all, appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Now, folks, I, I don't know about you, but I want to sow seeds, good seeds. I want to sow seeds of kindness, seeds of love. I want to sow seeds that will help people. That not only that I eat and enjoy the fruit, the harvest of what I sow, but that other people are able to get that too. That I have, that I plant a good seed, that I receive a good harvest, so that I can plant another good seed. So, see, I want to show kindness to Bill. So I receive a harvest from Wayne of kindness, that I can plant that kindness to Dennis, and I receive a harvest from that, and 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 uh, and then I sow that kindness towards Brad, and I receive a harvest of that from Michael, and. And you, you follow what I'm saying? And I'm using kindness a lot because, folks, if there's something that we need to show in this day and time, it's kindness towards one another. Kindness of God, the love of God, the long-suffering of God. If I want that, it's not going to come automatically. Because, see, there's times that Bill's going to do some things that irritate me. That's when i got to work a little harder. Pick those beans and put them in my bucket and show kindness. And then I may, I may do something that Brother Wayne don't like, but he's got to sow, hoe a little harder and pick those beans and put them in the bucket and show kindness. You, you follow what I'm saying? Every area of our life, and especially in your home, y'all stand with me just now.